The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Elk are a tough, hard-won trophy. And if you're set on tagging out this fall, you'll need the right equipment and techniques to do so. So today on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, it's Elk Quest 2015. And the boys and their panel of pros will help turn your elk season from less demanding to more successful with realistic goals and expectations. Now, here's Jim and Trav. Everybody! We're going elk hunting! <laughs> right? I like to yell. Uh, yeah. All right, so Elk Quest 2015 on today's show. Be quiet in the woods. No! <laughs> right? Mrs. Buddy, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just hanging out. Just hanging out. She is chillaxing elk yep. style. All right, so we are elk hunting on today's show. If people didn't get that through my screaming, uh, I liked elk hunt. Matter of fact, it's one of my favorite things to do in the fall. Eating my way through the woods, definitely elk has to be at the top of my list. Yeah, you got to see what he does to trees. All right, so we're going to be joined by what? Michael Hudsucker <laughs> of a Heartland Bowhunter. Got to watch him Mondays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Also, this Saturday, they have a one-hour special on Outdoor Channel. All of their and, uh, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That is Saturday on Outdoor Channel. Channel, Heartland Bowhunter. Uh, we're also going to have Bill Gorman on with L.O. being Guide to the Outdoors. That is Sundays, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, how about Tim McWell's survival guru? Of course, he's going to tell us all the things that we need to think about when we're out there in the backcountry. Got a brand new book, How to Survive Anything. You can actually win it by going to JimandTrav.com. Thank you, Mrs. Bunny. You Jim are Bunny, welcome. You just left me hanging, Jimmy. Well, uh, I, I was thinking about the book because it's, it's How to Survive Anything. From uh, uh, snowfall to uh, the end of the world. Okay, from animal attacks to the end of the world. That was great. Also, we're going to have Mark Crane on. He is our Southwest Colorado elk reporter. He, he's our guru. Hey, you know, I actually got this new app. You guys, you know, other people have like Surrey on their phone. Surrey? I have Ranger Haley. Watch this. <laughs> Ranger Haley, tell us something about elk. It's Elk 101 with Ranger Haley. My name is Ranger Haley. Hi, I'm Ranger Haley. And I'd like to take a minute to talk with you about these amazing creatures. The elk. You can imagine tending to a group of 20 to 30 female elk 20? has got Ooh. to be quite tiring and stressful. <laughs> That's why elk are most aggressive in the fall months. I would be sexually frustrated too. <laughs> that's, tending, a, tending. that's a lot of ladies to tend. I mean, I don't care how big of a ladies man you are. That's a lot of ladies. 20 to 30 Mrs. Bunnies, that's a Uh-oh. bit much. <laughs> yeah. All right, this thing is really cool. All right, so Haley, what else you've got for us about elk? Considering how powerfully built and potentially frazzled these creatures are. A bit it's important to keep a safe distance of 50 feet whenever watching them. That's also recommended for Jimbo. At least 50 feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you rubbing my head on trees. I don't think that is a good... That's not good advice. You need to stay at least 50 feet away from elk. If you're not hunting, stay farther back. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, Elk Quest 2015 on today's show. Mr. Bunny, what are you going to talk about? I'm going to give you your top five mistakes you're making if you're elk hunting. All right, these top five mistakes that Jimbo always makes, they're brought to you by Nissan. <laughs> Lord of the Elk, Mrs. Bunny, is brought to you by Nissan and Folgers because every hardworking hunting mom needs a sweet ride and a little caffeine to make it through her day. 
So Lord of the Elk are we now? Lord of the Elk. <laughs> oh, you're, Lord. Yeah. And when you address me like that, too. When did you pick up the Sweet Folgers endorsement? <laughs> when? When I had kids. <laughs> it's a necessity. <laughs> All right, so these five mistakes. Take it away, Miss Bunny. Okay, chief among failings. Probably my biggest downfall is your state of physical readiness. Oh. What? You talking about getting into shape? Oh, my God, getting into shape. Elk country, it's not all steep and not all rocky, not all strewn with, you know, timber and stuff like that. But you know what? That's where the elk go. They like to head back into the timber. So being slow doesn't negate the fact that the elk aren't. So you need to be in decent physical shape in order to hunt elk. They live in big places, cover distance very quickly, and if your butt can't keep up, you're not going to get one. All right, so get into shape. That's number one on your list of elk to-dos. Right, okay. Okay, otherwise it's a mistake if you don't. Number two, many riflemen shoot poorly without a bench. So some shooters, you know, if you go out to the range and you have a bench in front of you, you can drill a golf ball size group from a rest. And uh, then you go out and you're in the woods and you hit a beach ball size vital, you know, uh, when you take a shot at an elk. You yeah. need to be able to shoot without the aid of a bench. So you need to practice regularly with um, a bullseye target from sitting, kneeling and offhand positions. I like prone. Prone, yeah, prone is the best. High, most highly recommended. Yeah. So take your 22, makes it affordable, makes it comfortable. Determine a 90% kill site picture and only fire when you've acquired it. You need to be able to make the money shot when it counts. All right. So uh, being not, proficient? Yes. Not practicing is mistake number two. Is number two. Yes. Okay. Long range rifles. They're awesome. They're great. However, they can handicap hunters. Um you can get out there and um, with, because you have a long range rifle, think that you don't need to get any closer. And so, um, you know, guys have often said that uh, they've had a client cripple a far off elk when they could have gotten closer or another person who zeroed in his rifle at 400 yards and overshot a bull who was at 200 yards. Heavy rifles can slow your step because they're generally a little bit heavier and tire you on the hill. So if you're not proficient with it, limit your rifle weight to nine pounds, zero in at 200 yards and almost most important get as close as you can just because you have a long range rifle doesn't mean you have to use it all right so number three try to get a bit closer true that and know your equipment know your equipment all right number four uh you can go out and be proud and use your iron sights or you can uh cope to the fact that scopes are nice to have they are scopes are make it a whole lot easier um they're faster and you can put the reticle right on your elk and you're um you're going to uh, have a much better chance uh at downing your game with uh, accuracy than you do with an iron sight per se. So um, you gain target acquisition, brightness, field of view when you crank up the magnification. Uh, Use the scope to your advantage. Uh, you don't have to use the iron sights to improve yourself. Number one was get into shape. What was number two? Practice your shots. Don't have to have a bench. Uh, number three was know your equipment. Uh-huh. Number four, get a good scope. What's number five? The dreams of massive bulls kind of fuel elk fever. Okay? Oh, yeah. But assuming that you can always kill a lesser elk in the hunt um, later on, if a big one doesn't show, is kind of a dangerous way to think. Okay. Uh, a guide was talking about how a client once passed up several nice bulls looking for a brute that they knew was in the area. And while he admired his discipline, the guy went home without firing a shot. So Mm. his advice was to the guys, have a realistic plan. If um, shoot the elk, you would take the last day as soon as you see it. If you're not willing to compromise, if you want a massive one, then that's fine. However, don't pass up everything you see in in dreams of having a once in a lifetime monster bull. All right. All right. So uh, realistic expectations before you hit the woods is extremely important when it comes to elk hunting. Exactly. All right. Absolutely. Five great tips, Mrs. 
Bunny. Well, thank you. What would Ranger Haley say? Look, Ranger Haley, take it away. Just like the elk, we rangers are powerless without your help. She's an idiot. <laughs> no, no, she's not. I like you. Download that app. It's actually they pay you to download it. Uh, it's, it comes on anything. There you go. You can, she'll come to your house and talk to you. All right, so she'll uh, guide you. Who we got coming up next? Hey, coming up next, we've got uh, Heartland Bow Hunters Michael Hunsucker, and boy, he's got a great story to tell about elk hunting. That's right. Mondays, nine thirty p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel Plus. Got to remember the one hour special this Saturday, uh, two thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, it's a one hour special. Yes, it is. All right, so. Big shout out to Outdoor Channel, outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution, Nissan, NissanUSA.com, Remington, Remington.com. I'm out, seasonings. H I M T N jerky.com. Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. All right, we got to get to a break one more time. Michael Hunsucker, Heartland Bow Hunter, he is coming up next. Woo-hoo. Uh, here is word from Mark, Mrs. Bunny. You're amazing. You are no Ranger Haley. I know. But you'll do. I'm mean, headed out to get peak physical fitness. Peak physical fitness, because you are. Are, what is that, Lord of the Elk? Yes, yes, sir. You gonna say yes, ma'am? Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> she was looking at you. I know oh. she was. Right. Here's a word from Mark. We'll return with Michael Hunsucker as we continue our Elk Quest 2015. Right after this. Numero uno. The most important elk hunting tip we can give is that you fully understand, know, and follow the current hunting laws and regulations in the state you'll be hunting in. Each state has its own set of rules, seasons, regulations, etc., and it's your job as a hunter to adhere to them. JimandTrav.com. Listen. Learn. Hunt. Enter a world where fantasy becomes real. Where gun lovers can buy, sell, and play. Where you can blow anything up. Guntucky, the most explosive place in America. Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Exclusively on Outdoor Channel. If you're like us, you love the outdoors. It's that special place where you can forget the day-to-day and just unwind. It's your sanctuary, your heaven on earth. We're in the same boat, which is why we built just the vehicle to take you there. The 2015 Nissan Titan. It's our biggest, baddest, most capable pickup truck that sports a beefy 317 horsepower from a massive V8 engine complete with a one-ton payload and up to a hardcore 9,500 pounds of towing capability, giving you more than enough power to get your boat out of the driveway and into the lake. See you out on the water. Nissan. Innovation that excites. Available features. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for proper use. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and distribution. Always secure all cargo. Attention station employees. Apparently Travis has passed out again behind the radio station dumpster. Please don't wake him up when you come back from your lunch break. Thanks. Now, back to the revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel. Hey, we're back. Before the break, we heard from old Miss Bunny Bushy talking about five things that elk hunters do wrong. Pointing things out, calling me ma'am. <laughs> yeah, that's what she was doing. That was terrible. All right, so this is Elk Quest 2015 on today's show. I'll elk come with you. I'll elk come with you. Jimmy, I won't let no 
<laughs> sounds uh, like Luke Bryan. That's the Pretenders, man. The pretenders. Don't pretend not to know their music. I know. To sing. You like them. All right, so Elquest 2015 just now being joined by Michael Heimsucker. That was mean. I'm a great singer. Uh, Harlan Bowhunter, Mondays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. But this Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time, they have got a one-hour special commemorating their 100th uh, anniversary show. Their 100th show on Outdoor Channel. Got to make sure you watch it. It's going to highlight the high moments, the low moments, the funny moments, the sad moments, the great moments. Uh, Heartland Bowhunter. Or just moments. Just all-around moments, as Jim says. And in a moment, we're going to have him on. Uh, So last year... Actually, last year, Michael Hunsucker went to New Mexico and uh, shot his first elk. Yeah, you shot your first elk. Obviously, you filmed a bunch of elk hunts before, buddy. But this is your first time actually hunting them uh, last year, wasn't it, man? Yeah, yeah, actually. uh, I've I've been on a bunch of elk hunts and filmed quite a few of them, but... My first time actually hunting was last year. Now, where did you go hunting, man? Uh, we were in uh, Sacramento Mountains in New Mexico. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, yeah, it was a great, great area to elk hunt. Uh, tons and tons of elk, really high numbers, uh-huh. uh, and some really good bulls too. You know, it's not a not a trophy unit where they're producing four hundred inch bulls, you know, like crazy, but um, you know, a lot, a lot of bulls. And uh, the first day on my elk hunt, I passed up probably like a three thirty, three forty, oh, wow. zooming right in. Right Dude, behind, right behind a cow, and uh, I was like, "Man, that's a big bull." And I was like, "I don't really want to be done on my elk hunt for my first day ever elk hunting." <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like you know, and we're we're trying to produce a show too, and so it just makes it difficult to you know shoot shoot an animal on the first day. And I was like, "Man," I looked back at Sean. I was like, "Should I shoot him?" He's like, "Uh, that's pretty big." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, after uh, after he walked off, the guy that we were hunting with comes up to me and he's like, "That's probably." Probably one of the better bowls around here. I was like, oh, okay. Well, made a, made a yeah, there you go. Now, now uh, being out of the Kansas City area, you guys are really kind of called Flatlanders, aren't you? Yeah, yeah that's what I like, they like to call it out west. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't anyhow, think now, nice. you, you get out there in New Mexico, it's like either straight up or straight down. I mean, how much did you guys have to actually condition yourself to get out there and actually hunt? Yeah, you know, it, it all depends on the area. And, and where we were at in New Mexico was pretty uh, high elevation. Um you know, no matter what I did, it's just like you just can't prepare yourself for the, the thin air. So um, it definitely plays a toll on you. Yeah, I, I just prepare for that, for just working out on a treadmill while I smoke. <laughs> you know, just kind of, I'm weak all the time. Then He cuts back to two packs a day. <laughs> That's right. During hunting season. All right, Michael Hunsucker, once again, check out Heartland Bowhunter, Mondays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Also, August 29th, that is this Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, they have a fantastic a uh, one-hour special. It's an make expose. Sure you watch it. All right, so you're up there. You're in New Mexico. Elevation is tough. Saw a fantastic bull opening day. You're up there. Um, yep. How did the hunt progress from there? What did you guys – Did you you were successful, correct? Yeah, yeah, I, I was successful. And um, from that first day, I was like, man, like knowing that that was that was a good bull, one of the better bulls around. Yeah, I really was hoping we could we could try to catch back up with them and. Um, this, this ranch that we were hunting, though, was just crazy. There was literally so many elk um, that it, it was hard to target a, a specific one bull because, um, you know, you, you're, you're trying to move around and you're trying to be careful not to, not to spook a bunch of, of, of elk. And um, we really were covered up in them. And you could set up anywhere and start calling, and you call in satellite bulls all day long. And they really? And face would scream, and uh, there's just nothing that, that can replicate the sound of a bull screaming right there in your face at like 15 yards. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. So yeah, we were, you know, starting to wonder, I think it was like day six or seven. Oh, wow. After him and, I, and I passed up a ton of bulls, like I said. 
Yeah. Holes that I would be happy with. Um, I wasn't being super picky, but I really wanted to get the full experience of the elk hunt. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it was getting, man, it was just getting, the weather was just bad and rainy and it was getting tough. Uh-huh. Um, and we actually were getting rained on and we were about to pack it in. I mean, we have a, we're out there shooting with a, a red epic $30,000 camera and Ooh. John's got the uh, rain gear over it. And well, he's like, dude, uh, <laughs> this is getting pretty bad. Let's get out of here. And we got this bowl just screaming right over the ridge from us. And I was like, all right, we'll, we'll give this one, one shot and see if we can get them. And, um, our guy dropped back, started calling, started raking some branches and, Sure enough, he comes screaming right over the hill. He comes right in and gives me about a 28-yard shot. Oh! Uh, I made a perfect shot on him, and, of course, he runs off the backside of the mountain and, like, tumbles down and dies <laughs> down all the way down there. So, luckily for us, the rain let up, and uh, we were able to get down there, get them all quartered out, and get them packed out. But um, that's when the work begins, when, it, when, it, when you're talking about an elk hunt. But yeah. for me, that the elk meat is just as important as the rack in this situation. I mean, it's some of the leanest, some of the best tasting meat that you can get. So, oh yeah, I was uh, I was super super excited, and uh, the bull I think it was ended up being about a two eighty two eighty five. Uh huh. Um, so so definitely smaller than the one I passed on the first day, but to this day I have no regrets. I mean, I I, I had such an incredible experience over that week and learned so much while hunting that uh, I wouldn't give that up for anything. Yeah, so number it was, a, it was a cool experience. Number doesn't dictate the quality of the hunt, that is for sure. Or the fun. Or, right. or the fun, the yeah. memories, man. That, that is outstanding. All right, Michael Hudsucker, got to check out Heartland Bowhunter Mondays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel, plus their one-hour special that is this Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. August 24th. Nope, 29th. Excuse me. On Outdoor Channel. Now, where can we find you guys online, Michael? Yeah, just heartlandbowhunter.com is our website. And from our website, you can find all of our social networks, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, that kind of thing. You bet. Hey, coming up next is, you know, our guy, our favorite guy in the whole world. That's old Mark Crane out there in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. We do play favorites. All yes, right, we he do. is our Southwest Colorado elk reporter. Don't go anywhere. He is coming up next. Here is word from Mark. Big shout out, though, to Outdoor Channel. Also, Nissan, Remington, Cabela's. Great people. Uh, Mr. Michael Mann, thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. free signed copy of How to Survive Anything by Tim McWelsh and the editors of Outdoor Life at JimandTrav.com. It takes less than 30 seconds to enter, and while you're there, you can also check out Trav's take or Jim's blog, JimandTrav.com. Go there, enter, win. The sheep, they're here. They're on this little mountain range, exactly like the, the legend said they would be. To me, it's really important to tell the rest of the world what hunters are really about. That's a responsibility of a hunter. If you're in an area and the, the people need help, you help them. You're not there to kill something, really. You're there to, to be part of a hunt, to be part of a pastime that, that's shared by you know a lot of different cultures around the world. Jim Shockey's Uncharted, Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. 
Make all your hunting camp meals tasty treats when you bring along High Mountain Seasonings. High Mountain Seasonings is your one-stop shop for all that is delicious. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285. Introducing the fastest, most effective way to clean your gun barrel. The new Remington Squeegee. To use it, simply scrub your bore with a wire brush and a few drops of Remington's All-In Cleaner to loosen any fouling. Then attach your Remington squeegee to the end of a cleaning rod or cable. And with one pull through the bore, you're done. Fast, easy, and completely reusable. Say goodbye to your father's old gun cleaning patches. And hello to 21st century gun care technology. Look for it at your favorite sporting goods retailer. You know, the revolution with Jim and Trev is more useful than just trying to drown out a fart in the car. We are all things outdoors, so you better listen. Now, back to the revolution with Jim and Trav, brought to you by Nissan. Hey, we're back. This is the revolution with Jim and Trav. We're just coming out of, get this, Michael Hunsucker. What a great guy. Heartland Bowhunters. Yeah, got to check out Mondays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Don't forget, though, the one-hour special. It is this Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Michael Hunsucker, this is El West! 2015. <laughs> that really added to this. Hey, <laughs> l- let's talk to uh, Ray- what's your name? Ranger Haley again. Ranger Haley! It's Elk 101 with Ranger Haley. I love this. Uh, tell, tell us something else about elk that we don't already know. Now your average male might weigh only 700 pounds. Oh, 700. Really sucker. Tip the scales at 1,200. What? Bigger sucker. 1,200 pounds? That's a girly cow. <laughs> that might be a bit far-fetched. Yes. That's big. I mean, that is huge. That's evangelistically speaking. That's the way we always speak. That's it. All right, so we are just now being joined by Mr. Mark Crane. He is our Southwest Colorado elk reporter. He's an elk guru there uh, out of Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Yeah, you can listen to him there on K-Wolf in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. He is at the top of Putt Hill, Ponderosa. Lumber? Nobody? And and uh, a great store. Great store and storyteller. Now, you just said that it's cooling off, man. Those temps are really dropping, Mark. But that's perfect for elk hunting. We don't need that hot crap right now. No, we sure don't. It's been upper 80s, 88, 92, yeah. just literally this last week. And uh, we need to cool her down a little bit. Yeah. Now, what are the elk doing? Is there any reports? Are they seeing anything up there in Pagosa? I tell you what, I, I, I'm going to wet somebody's whistle right here. But I had a young man. His name is Rick Starr. He came in about 8.30 this morning. He's a big hunter. He entertains a lot of guys and from wisconsin and he has several cameras set up on these trees oh yeah and he had he showed me on his on his iphone he had a picture of 13 different bulls you oh. tell they were they were just so sharp and crystal clear but 13 different bulls from yeah. oh down around spikes up to the big boys four bear and at the very end the last picture was a big old long yellow cat dang wow. really wow. so uh that's really great deer oh god deer are everywhere i'm telling you the truth my wife gets on. She comes to work at 8.30. She's out in the nursery. Got a big paved parking lot. She gets on the PA and says, hey, we got two big bucks walking across our parking lot right now. <laughs> really? Yep. I oh. hit one this morning, literally right across from the Liberty Theater, right in the middle of Main Street this morning. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, just You never expect them to be right there, but deer are everywhere. Yeah, All right, really so do. where would you go out? Like, where, where are some hot spots that you would target uh, these coming seasons? Well... I would. I always like above Williams Creek, back up in in oh, yeah. uh, Mosca, and um, 
you know, back up behind Williams Creek and, and uh, Granite Lake. Uh, now, of course, we're talking about getting in there, going in high, down by V-Rock, Navajo Peak, mm-hmm. down south of town by, by uh, Cromo, and like I say, up above Williams Creek Lake, Granite Lake, uh, about, Poison Park. How about First Notch? Oh, First Notch. Oh, thanks. Toner Mountain. And above uh, Windy Pass, up above the ski area. Uh, mm-hmm. No activity up there. Windy Pass Trail, right at the base of the pass. Go, uh, there's a, you know, there's a, a trailhead there. And uh, go on up there. Go up Four Mile Road, Plum Tall Road, back up Jackson Mountain. They're everywhere. I'm serious. Yeah. And if you want a little tougher kind of hunt with a lot of undergrowth, uh, go to the HDs down there. Oh, toward Ignacio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the left-hand side there yeah. by Ignacio. Uh-huh. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's some that good might, stuff. That might prove to be a little bit better in the in the fall. You know, getting a little bit closer to oh October, November, a little snowish stuff like that. Mm, but get, uh, get a little migration down through there. Yes, yes. They got a deal going now. They're going to put up. I can't remember how many, but they're going to put deer and elk tunnels really? on one sixty. What? They're, they're already starting to work on one. They're going to be out this side of Bayfield and the other side of Bayfield. And and the the road will go over the tunnels, and so I guess what the idea idea is just sit on the other side of the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'd sit in the tunnel. Now let's say we we get an elk down. Is there any place there in town you could recommend us taking it to? Because I I don't think a lot of people understand how just big they are, how gargantuan a mature elk is. That's right. Well, we've got one terrific place. We we just took a pig over. You know, Boot Hill used to be uh, our feed store in town. Oh, yeah. Yeah, down and, 84. Yep, down 84. Right next door to him, Tractor Supply came in. Oh, okay. Right next door to him. But Boot Hill is still there, and they've got a uh, two young men, two, two sons of the people that own this new, uh, they bought the, the facility, and it's Size, C-Y-S, Taxidermy, and Coles, that's C-O-L-E-S, Meat Processing. And ah. that's our meat processor here in town now. Wow. Oh, okay. And they, they, uh, we had a hog done this last year. And, you know, we've always had them done over in Kirtland, New Mexico, and mm-hmm. over uh, uh, around Alamosa. Both yeah. those boys do a phenomenal job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with sausage and everything, huh? Yes. But yeah, th- and- the most important thing, though, you go to Pagosa, you got to stop by. And see, Mark, Ponderosa Lumba, top of Pot Hill, get some advice. You got to take in, uh, what, a plain tea, right? Yeah. And, and you, we will, need Splenda. you will sweeten it appropriately and give them the sweetest information of where to find game. You just go right next door to Sonic and get me <laughs> one of those Route 44 regular teas. And right down here in my bottom drawer, I've got some, I've got some Splenda. And, uh, and then in my top drawer, I hope, just open it up and there's my San Juan National Forest, man. Still there. So, uh, I'll give you sweet information. You bring me the sweet tea. <laughs> he, he's not cheap, but he can be had. He can be had. Hi, right, so we're actually coming well, up. Actually, to... I want to say one more thing. What's that? You know, you can listen to the show right there in Pagosa Springs, Colorado on KWUF, 14 a.m. That's right. Been here for, gosh, since I've been here, 37 years. Good old K-Wolf. That's it. That's it. All right, so big shout-out to Mark Crane, also K-Wolf once again. How about Cabela's, Nissan, Remington? Uh, Jimmy, who we got coming up next, buddy? Hey, coming up next, you're not going to believe this, we have got Tim McWelch. And, of course, he has a brand-new book called 
how to survive anything. From animal attacks to the end of the world, he's got it all covered in his brand new book. He's also, a tripper. Also go to JimandTrap.com and you can enter to win a free signed copy of How to Survive Anything from Mr. Tim McWalsh. Once again, JimandTrap.com. All right, here is a word from Mark Paneri. Mr. Mark, though, man, thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, man. Love you. Love you too, man. Okay. should always scout the area you plan to elk hunt in, even if you've hunted there before, because it's amazing how fast Mother Nature can change the landscape. If it's a new area you'll be hunting in, it's best to study some topographical maps and do some exploring prior to the hunt. JimandTrav.com, where cyberspace and hunting are one. Out here on the edge of serenity... I will push further, building courage, testing my boundaries, empowering change, giving me the wisdom to become limitless. Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Hundreds of thousands of hunters pour into Colorado each year for dream hunts. Find out why and buy Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls today. 719-661-4037. If you're thinking about buying a new gun, remember to pick up Remington Gun Care Supplies. Protect your investment with the same products the country's top armorers have trusted for over 100 years. After all, when you need it is the worst time to realize your gun doesn't work. It's ElkQuest 2015, this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trev, brought to you by Nissan. Now, here are the boys. Hey, we're back. Before the break, we're from old Mark Crane. He is the elk guy out there in Pagosa Springs, Colorado, Four Corners area. But now we're just being joined by the survival guy, Tim McWelch, who wrote a brand new book, How to Survive Anything from Animal Attacks to the End of the World that is all-encompassing. Except for... Hangnails. Hangnails. You missed that part. Nothing in there. That could have been chapter, like, 97. Like, two and a half people die from that. Yes. (laughs) It's terrible. Terminal hangnail. Uh, Remember, you can enter to win this book, free signed copy, at JimandTrav.com. Mr. Tim Man, how's it going, buddy? It's going great, Tim and Trav. Great to hear from you guys. Yeah, all right. So we are elk hunting, yeah. as uh, we pointed out. We're t- actually talking about elk hunting. You know, I would think early season elk hunting is almost a bit more precarious because it, it's very deceiving. The weather, you get out there, it is nice. They're still in the high country. You're either in the high country, you're up there. It might be, you know, 65, 70 during the day. All of a sudden, a fluke snowstorm blows in, cold weather, downpours of rain, whatever it may be, and you get your butt handed to you. And Jimbo, you have seen this so many times, man, uh, where people, they're not prepared for anything. And that's the truth, Tim. Yeah, yeah. It's a shocking testament to our decomposition <laughs> yeah. as, as, as uh, you know, as well-rounded people. Um, you know, t- today, a lot of folks are, are a mile deep in just one subject. Yeah. And that's not how our ancestors were. Even just a couple generations back, you know, folks were, were not a mile deep in one subject, but, but they were, you know, a good couple feet deep 
in many different subjects. And and that well-rounded, you know, jack-of-all-trades quality that, that, that people used to have, you know, even 100 years ago, uh, you know, people could do everything they needed to do to provide for their family. Let, let's face it, the quality of garments that you wear now out hunting uh, it's really kind of a false positive because, you know, I, I remember when, when down, you know, clothing first came out, I thought, gee, this is the greatest until I sat in a rainstorm. And next thing you know, I have a wet chicken. It's the worst crap in the world. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're garbed in, in, uh, in wet hen. It's like, <laughs> it's like a, a sheet of oatmeal between two pieces <laughs> of nylon fabric. Um, it's far from warm and, and potentially very dangerous. And, you know, uh, we didn't we didn't mean it to go this way, but but touching on cotton, a lot of people really love cotton clothing, and oh, it's yeah. a great type of clothing to wear around town, around the house, you know, just doing whatever. But if you go into the back country, if you go into the high country, if you go into the wilderness, cotton is not something you want to be wearing. It holds moisture up to eight times longer than other fabric. Does it really? You know, um, yeah, you ever you ever grab a pair of wet blue jeans out of the dryer? Oh yeah, grab them early and put them on, and and you know you feel like you're 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 putting on some kind of wetsuit, and, and then they stay wet for it seems like hours. Oh yeah. Well, that moisture against your skin conducts away your body heat. This is a recipe for hypothermia. That's your body core temperature getting too cold, and if it gets too cold, you basically go to sleep and you don't wake up. It's yeah. game over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, it, it, it's really kind of a misnomer. People think, well, I just sit there and I, I just freeze and I'm I'm shaking uncontrollably, which you are in the very first stages. That's just very first stages of hypothermia is that shaking and teeth rattling and so forth. But as you get deeper into it and, it and lower the temperature, I don't know if you necessarily feel hot. But Isn't that why people tired. strip off their clothes, though? Uh, they're just nuts. They, don't yeah, people no, do that, Tim? They really do. Um, yeah. uh, very sad to, to report. Uh a lot of hypothermia fatalities, you would find the person right at the end of their trail. Yeah. You start seeing clothing discarded. Yeah. And the mind is not working right. Once your brain cools down, once your brain gets below 95 Fahrenheit and, and the rest of your body core is below 95 Fahrenheit, um, your skin is, is burning and it, and it feels hot. And that's how you perceive it because you're not thinking correctly. Um, one poor lady was even found uh, sitting upright, just in a seated position, just in her underwear, in the middle of a lake, Whoa. a frozen over lake. Uh-huh. She walked out onto the ice and just sat down and froze to death, you know, sitting bolt upright. Oh. Uh, and they, they found her by the trail of clothes leading out onto the ice. That sounds like and, G- um, Jim's regular so party it, weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gives a whole new meaning yeah. to buoy, doesn't it? All right, so how to survive anything. Um, this is once again Brand Elk, new book. Elk Quest 2015. Uh, by the way, go to our website, jimtrav.com. Uh, first slide there at the top of the page. Enter to win a free signed copy of this book. What do you think is one of the, the most important thing for people to remember right now? I watched this series and they took like five, ten people, I don't know what it was, and dropped them, I think, in like British Columbia. Good and they place. had they had to survive Canada off the land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think what it boiled down to for most people was having fire and shelter. And so it kept up morale. It kept them out of the elements. What What do you think is the most important thing for people, a skill, since we're talking about that, to have right now when going in the backcountry? You know, the, the unsung hero of, of outdoor skills is being able to communicate, being able to signal for help in some Ooh. real and effective way. 
So a lot of times for, for modern people, it's bringing that mobile phone. Mm. If you can't get enough signal to make a phone call connect, you can always try sending a text message. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think signaling is, is, an, is an unsung hero. And, and we could have a phone, and if that doesn't work, then we can drop back to, to more traditional means, signal mirrors, signal whistles, uh, flares, fires. You know, setting a fire um, uh, in a prominent place where you can see it. Um, but only when you can control the fire. You know, you don't want to be the dumb <laughs> that, uh, that uh, burned down, you know, a thousand acres. Uh, you know, the, the wildfires out west right now are no joke. Yeah, Just think oh, yeah. of all the lost people out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people have done that. Um, uh, one, one group of goofball hikers uh, in California, go figure, um, uh, set a whole canyon on fire to, to get rescued. And they hadn't even been out there one night. Uh, you know, it, was, it was getting dark and they were lost. And they're like, hey, let's light a fire and uh, get rescued. Well, yeah, they, they, they did get rescued, but they could have been burned live if the wind had shifted. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and they got into some trouble. Uh, that's typically called arson when you <laughs> light stuff on fire on purpose. <laughs> yeah, that one's already been checked off. Uh, yeah. I, uh, All right, so we're coming up for ad break. How to survive anything from animal attacks to the end of the world. Now, where can we find it online, buddy? You can grab that puppy on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any of the places that sell fine books. And uh, you can also pick it up on OutdoorLife.com. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there, Tim. We've been talking with Tim McWelch. Of course, he has a brand new book called How to Survive Anything from Hangnails to the End of the World. Everything like that. One more time, though. Enter uh, to win a free signed copy of this book at JimandTrav.com. That's where you got to go. Big shout out, though, to Outdoor Channel, Nissan, Remington, Outdoor Life, Mr. Tim McWelch. Here's a word from Mark. Don't worry, there's more ElkQuest 2015 to come. And we're going to be joined by who? Hey, Bill Gorman. And he's with L.L. Bean. The program's called Guide to the Outdoors. That's right. Sundays, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Don't go anywhere. Mr. Tim, we love you, buddy. Appreciate it. Oh, likewise, boys. Likewise. We got to get together. We'll go kill a beast. to survive anything by Tim McWelsh and the editors of Outdoor Life is now up for grabs at JimandTrav.com. So go there, enter, and you can possibly win a free signed copy. If you'd like, we could box up Jim's cat mittens and send him instead. It's your call. JimandTrav.com. Totally cat-free and loving it. Looking for the ultimate cooking machine for your backyard or patio? Look no further than Camp Chef's new pellet grill and smoker. With user-friendly features like an auto ignition, digital readouts, and internal meat temperature sensors, it's easy to smoke the tastiest salmon, ribs, brisket, and turkey you'll ever eat. And an innovative system makes cleanup a snap. Everyone will want the food you're cooking on your Camp Chef pellet grill and smoker. The quality smoker that's second to none. Find out more at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the 
the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Ka'anapali Beach Hotel, Maui's Hawaiian Did you know that Jim and Trav broadcast this show in a bulletproof double-wide trailer? Yep, it's true. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. Hey, we're back. And before the break, we were talking with Tim McWells. Of course, he was talking about the things that you need to know about going out elk hunting. And we're talking about Elk Quest 2015. I learned not to strip down naked and freeze to death on a frozen lake. I haven't yet. That is handy. All right. Elk Quest! Ah, I thought that was pretty cool. All right, so we are just now being joined. Oh, by the way, go win How to Survive Anything from Animal Attacks to the End of the World at JimandTrav.com. You can enter to win a free signed copy. Yeah, just go to JimandTrav.com. All right, so anyways, just now being joined by Mr. Bill Gorman. Uh, he is the great-grandson of the founder of L.O. Bean. Got to watch L.O. Bean Guide to the Outdoors. That is Sundays, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, we just watched a little snippet. Uh, Mr. Bill, of you hunting there in uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Now, wh- you were elk hunting. Where Where was that at, man? What outfitter? I believe that one was with uh, the Tuttlehorn Outfitters in Wyoming. I've done two this year. One was in uh, Utah with uh, the folks from Mossy Oak, which was a spotted stock. But I believe this weekend was with Tuttlehorn Outfitters. And, you know, for the first time for me, it was actually out of a blind. Yeah. Now, that's a little different because, you know, I, I understand that the way that Powderhorn has it set up, they have uh, various watering holes that they have set up for cattle and so forth. And of course, the elk don't know any better. They're not a cow. And yet, uh, you, you actually do an ambush there, right? Exactly. I mean, the elk hunting around there is not traditional where, you know, I've been elk hunting for about 23 years now. And everything's always been spawn stock, you know, calling and... uh you know, working back and forth. Well, this time we're out and actually hunting in blinds, and the owner of the property has approximately 11,000 acres of his own. Oh, wow. And he's surrounded by national forest. Uh-huh. So the only place the elk can go for water is on his property, and it just seems to work out fantastic. Now, which do you prefer, spot and stock or hunting from a blind? Personally, I prefer to get out there and, you know, kick put around, my, put my boots to the ground and see the country. I'll bet your L.L. Bean boots. Yeah, my L.L. Bean <laughs> boots. Uh, but, but which style of hunting do you prefer, man? I actually prefer the spot and stock myself. Do you really? I, you know, I'm a guy that loves hunting of any type, whether it's in a blind, spot and stock, whatever I have to do to get out there, just being outdoors is it, but. You know, like you guys, I love to be on the ground, and, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm more earned it that way. Well, nevertheless, uh, while you were out there, how big of a bull did you take? I took a 335 in both states. Wow. Holy amazing crap. Yeah, yeah. Now, how, how far was the shot? Well, I had one shot where I was nervous as a schoolgirl and tail <laughs> went over its back at 40 yards. That's <laughs> a warning shot. Yeah. So it, exactly. I mean, I had this elk at 40 yards. And, you know, I listened to David Lenz talk earlier, and you just get weaker. And, I mean, I've shot 15 elk in my life so far. I've been very blessed. And I have this beautiful elk coming in, and I've just shot one the week before at 28. Wow. So now I've got this guy coming in at 40 yards. He walks in three more steps, and I still hold my 40-yard pin and watch my arrow sail right over. Holy cow, man. Let me tell you what. When an animal of that magnitude is standing in front of you, as you know, it's daunting. I mean, you get that is buck-fevered to the highest degree. 
Exactly. And if you don't have it, you're not living. You're not enjoying yeah. the hunt. I mean, part of part of the hunting for me is having that adrenaline rush, the shake, and everything that just tunnel focus. It's incredible. Yeah. You know, I've learned uh, a man as handsome as David Blanton, you don't listen to a word he well, says. Well, he's tall, too. <laughs> Very tall. <laughs> Dashing man. All right. L.O. Bean, Guide the Outdoors. Make sure you got to watch it Sundays, 9 a.m. Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. Now, before we go on with this, Mr. Bill, where can we find you guys online? Well, the best place now is on Facebook, and it's Guide to the Outdoors. Guide to the Outdoors. Now, in in your two hunts, did you hunt both uh, in Utah and Wyoming with a bow, or did you use a rifle on one? Uh, both were with a uh, bow. Oh, okay. really? Now, do you prefer the bow over the rifle? Yes, I do. I mean, I'm an avid hunter, and... Between you and I, if it was a legal hunt with a slingshot, I don't care what the tool is, I would do it. But all in all, at the end of the day, as long as I'm outdoors having a good time, that's all that really matters. Yeah, yeah. Now, what broadheads were you using? I was using the uh, G5 Striker. Oh, really? It's a smaller blade, but I yeah. use 125 grain. And it does a job phenomenally. That's right. Well, you put it where it's supposed to be, and it's going to take that animal down. I mean, it's going to do its job. Exactly. And that's probably one of the most important things is shot placement. I mean, I used to be of the school of thought that I had to shoot 70, 75 pounds. Mm-hmm. And now with modern equipment, I'm shooting 60 pounds. I'm hitting about, with my draw length and arrow weight, about 290 to 295 feet per second. Wow. And the amount of energy you get there, you're delivering over 70 pounds, which is more than enough. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, was this uh, a bull taken early in the morning or late at night or maybe midday? Uh, the second one in Wyoming was midday, and the first one in Utah was taken early morning. All right, so L.O. being guided to the outdoor Sundays, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, if I know we're talking about elk hunting, okay, but what is your favorite big game animal to pursue? Obviously, I mean, you've been all over the world, uh, have harvested some tremendous animals, but when it boils down to it, if you had to harvest one thing, what would it be, Mr. Bill? I'm going to say, if you asked me that question three years ago, it would have been Cape Buffalo in Africa. Really? But I did did my bow hunt for the Cape Buffalo. I had that done. And now I've got smart enough to realize that with the (laughs) white-tailed deer, their nose, the herring, the vision, just the hunt itself is enjoyable. And everything about the animal, everything differs from one to the other. You know, whether it's six, seven, eight, you know, whatever point buck it is. It is just such an amazing hunt, and you can do it just about every state. Uh, so, question for you. Did you know that your butt cheeks could, you could clinch them that hard when you were bow hunting for Cape Buffalo Man? Well, the term uh, crushing walnuts. (laughs) (laughs) It is true, isn't it? (laughs) It is very true. I have, I had one uh, buffalo, I think the third day, and if my PH hadn't have told me, he said, if you shoot him, he'll be the fifth biggest in the world, at oh, least. Really? Oh, wow. And, and at that point, I choked up every orifice, and I watched Gerald <laughs> Bale right in front of his coat. Oh, oh man. holy cow, man. That is insane. All right, so we're actually coming up to an ad break, Mr. Bill. One more time to find out more about you, L.O. Bean. Also, L.O. Bean, Guide to the Outdoors, Sundays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Where can we find you online, buddy? Again, you can find me at Facebook on uh, Guide to the Outdoors. You bet. Hey, that was Bill Gorman. This guy knows a heck of a lot about hunting and a whole lot more about L.L. Bean Boots. That's right. A big shout-out to Outdoor Channel, also Remington and Nissan. Got to get to a break. Here is a word from Mark. Mr. Bill, man, you're so awesome. Thanks for calling in, man. Guys, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it, and have a great day.
Signs. The biggest mistake elk hunters make is misinterpreting the signs elk leave in the snow. The way an elk is walking gives a ton of information, such as whether they are skittish or relaxed, moving out, or simply looking for a place to bed down. So do your homework, and it'll pay tenfold in return. JimandTrav.com. Mother tested. Hunter approved. Gun Stories takes you on an intriguing journey through firearms history. Join host Joe Montaigne as he explores classics from around the world, from the Gatling gun to the iconic British brand, through today's cutting-edge firearms. Gun Stories, history unholstered. All new episodes, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Outdoor Channel. If you're like us, you love the outdoors. It's that special place where you can forget the day-to-day and just unwind. It's your sanctuary, your heaven on earth. We're in the same boat, which is why we built just the vehicle to take you there, the 2015 Nissan Titan. It's our biggest, baddest, most capable pickup truck that sports a beefy 317 horsepower from a massive V8 engine complete with a one-ton payload and up to a hardcore 9,500 pounds of towing capability, giving you more than enough power to get your boat out of the driveway and into the lake. See you out on the water. Nissan, innovation that excites. Available features. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for proper use. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and distribution. Always secure all cargo. You're on the revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, that was a great show. Elk Quest 2015 is in the can. I'm so upset that Mrs. Bunny said ma'am to me. <laughs> she has seen me naked. <laughs> All right, so big shout out to Michael. Then there's no question. Also, Bill Gorman. How about a Tim McWelch? Mark Crane, great people. Hey, we want to thank our 434 affiliate stations, their advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Mrs. Bunny. Mrs. Bunny. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much, Lord of the Elk. How about uh, Fun Joe? Mark Canary and Frank the Sound Guy. Right, so get outdoors this weekend. Take some kids with you. Introduce them to hunting, uh, possibly elk hunting. It opens this weekend. All right, so what are we talking about next week, Miss Bunny? The September Smackdown. Oh. We're going fishing, boys. We're going fishing. Ooh. Ooh, we're going shishing. All right, Jimbo, Mrs. Bunny, and I will return next week when we go shishing. Peace out. We love you guys. God bless. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.